Welcome to your Sound Behavior Podcast, the place where you learn about the why you do what you do. What if you could score just 60 words and end up with a greater insight about yourself for a more successful life? What then if just for the fun of it, you could go on the air in a safe, friendly environment to be introduced to what makes you tick? Welcome to Sound Behavior. It's all about you. Now here's Don. Hi, this is Don Crosby. I want to thank you for joining us today on Sound Behavior. And I've got a special guest, and it's a, it's a, he's, I can tell he's going to be a new friend of mine. He's just down the road from Charlotte. He's in Raleigh, North Carolina. And Jeff, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate your time. Hey, thanks for the opportunity uh, to talk with you and with your audience and trusting me to share valuable content for your listeners. Well, Jeff, you know, it's one of the things that I do is that I'm kind of a guy of relationship, and that's why we do the podcast is to help uh, people. Uh, you know, in the area of understanding behaviors. And, and when you signed up to come on the show, and then I went and I, I did a Google on you, and I go, man, this guy, uh, he, he's, he's got it all together. I can't wait to see his scan. And so when you took it, I went, mm, it looks about right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we've never met in person. I haven't had the, uh, the privilege. Uh, I guess we connected through LinkedIn. Is that correct? That's correct. I reached out to you and yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah, it was very nice. And you have your own podcast, and uh, and I can't wait to listen to it and uh, and to hear and learn more about what you've done, other than what I see on your website. But uh, I have to ask you, uh, part of part of the sound behavior is taking the dynamic of uh, reducing the learning curve of knowing someone. And in this case, it's you and I connecting that we've never really met, but because you were gracious enough to complete your. Uh, ProScan survey, which, how long did it take you, by the way? I know it's been uh, a couple weeks now, but can you recall how long it took you to complete your survey? Uh, I don't remember exactly. I, what I remember was that it was just fast and it was yeah. easy. I just felt like I read the, the questions and all. Perfect. I just kind of figured out, so it was easy for me. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, 60 words um, that um, statistically are cross-matrix to 148,000 factors. So even though it's quick, it uh, it measures the entire human behavior in that in that process. And one of the reasons I ask how long it took because you know uh, theoretically most or some people are familiar with you know some type of a, a, an inventory and uh, connected with that. I mean, I've taken some that have taken an hour and forty five minutes, uh, which is just too too much of my time <laughs> in life, right? But uh, so it took you about four or five minutes to complete. And uh, so what I'm, I've got your graph here that I'm looking at, and I'm basically going to introduce you to yourself. And, um, you know, as I look at your graph, Jeff, I, I can practically feel your heartbeat. It's kind of like a doctor looking at an MRI. And, That's fantastic. Um, yeah. And so I'm going to just share some things. Now, everything that I'm going to share, you already know about yourself. Okay. Uh, I would now I might I might come up with a few nuggets that will be an aha moment for you, but for the most part I think you're going to know it. The other the difference is you're hearing it from a guy that you've never met before. That's right. And then the other thing, thank you. And the other thing is that I'm going to share with you the why. And when we understand the why we do what we do, that's the title of my book. That that really brings the value of 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 knowing and the the, the value of of application. Uh, part of your gifting, and I'll start by uh, just looking at your report, and at any time, feel free to, to, to chime in. Uh, throughout the conversation, I'll ask quite frequently, probably, you know, if it makes sense. And it can be annoying. I'll, I'll share that up front uh -huh. with you. But the reason I do that is to actually confirm 
the accuracy is to confirm. I, I, I really don't like to fall subject to feeling like I'm telling people who they are, but it's really confirming the brilliance of how someone's designed. But uh, naturally, as you see with you, Jeff, is that part of your gifting is the, is the ability to uh, multitask. Uh, you can do whatever it is that you'd like to do or need to do. I would say that your gifting is having the ability to be here, be there, do this, do that, thinking, talking, uh, uh, quick on your feet to do this, uh, follow up with that, and, and then being creative in the in the same in the same sequence. D does that make sense at all? <laughs> yes, you're a hundred percent correct on that. Um, in fact, one of the things I'm working with my coach on right now is that I do go extremely wide, and so we're working on how do I pull in just a little bit, narrow the focus, but then go extremely deep and take the same activity that I might put into a ton of projects and go deep within a few of those. Perfect. Well, I've got a nugget for you, and then you can share this with your coach. Now, you're paying the coach uh, so you can give him a free nugget from Don. All right. <laughs> the, the challenge uh, possibly may be with your behavior is that you can get distracted hundred percent, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get distracted now. Now uh, you've got great intention, but because you're so social and because you've got, you know, you're quick to act, quick to think, that that distraction can can take a little bit more time than you really expected it might, and and so that could be one of the things that uh, with your natural behavior that you just have to be conscious of, so you don't allow it to, you know, absorb too much of your time. Does that, does that no, fit? You're right. You're 100% um, right on that. Thank you. Now, um, you know, I don't know anything of your past. I know just a little bit of, of what you do based on uh, your website, which is very nicely done, by the way. But you're, you're assertive when you need to be, meaning that um, you, you could be in the level of upper management or an owner of something. Um, uh, if, if you... If you had the passion to be that kind of guy uh, and or you could just turn it on and turn it off. So that's fantastic uh, because that's exactly right. I founded the company Targeted Persuasion in 2014 mm -hmm. uh, and now I'm a partner in the company. So okay. yes, I can do that, excel well. I spend half my time on stage speaking to audiences mm -hmm. um, and doing the writing and work that supports that. So it, and that's exactly right. I can be very assertive when I'm on the stage, help people through the process. Um, and at the same time, there are areas in which I'm a team player and I'm just around to help be part of the team and help move things forward. So I'm very comfortable on both sides. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, because you're adaptable with your assertiveness and the dominant trait, uh, that's probably a, a gift that you weren't aware of. Uh, you knew that you do it, did it, pardon me, uh, but you probably weren't um, under the impression of, of how you did it. I think, you know, as you mentioned, being on stage, uh, you have that ease of intermixing. Your primary style of communicating is selling. But the good news is for you, and, and confirm this with me, if you would, that, you know, you've got that, uh, I mean, you can sell anything to anybody if you believe in it, okay? However, the intensity of your behavior isn't such to where you can, you can tame it. Some folks uh, and, and many speakers have a hard time uh, uh, fitting a timeline. They have a, a difficult time staying within a certain parameter, 
they may talk a little too much, a little too long, a little too much detail, so on and so forth, because they like to hear themselves speak. But with your behavior, I don't think that you have that dilemma to um, um, really fight against. D- does that make sense at all to you? It it, it does. And you know, having been on stage, having given over 500 presentations, you know, you that's a bunch. I, I, I understand the timeline. I understand like when to cut off, and I typically try to leave my audience and leave the stage before they want me to leave, um, so that I leave them wanting more. Yep. But with your behavior, you see now, you, you know, you you realize that being a professional. Uh, and, and But with your behavior, it allows you to do it naturally. That's what's so cool. Yeah, that's one of the things. Like when I'm on stage, um, I feel at home. Mm-hmm. Um, when I am in front of people and when I'm looking at their eyes and I see their eyes light up yep. and I, I see them like processing what and then like to hear them talk afterward about how they can apply it to their life. That's what wakes me up. So I comfortable stage i love it. it doesn't mean i don't get butterflies right um, and a little nerve i embrace that yeah. you know, actually i i think it helps me stay focused stay on track stay sharp you know in my presentations that's very cool if you just tuned in this is don and uh, you're listening to sound behavior and i've got my new buddy from uh, raleigh jeff and uh, we're just talking about his speaking engagements you know one of the things there's a lot of people that um, are drawn to the desire of being a public speaker it's interesting there are, and I, I'm surprised like how many people that I meet. Last night, I was at a local networking mixer, um, mm-hmm. and two people asked to have meetings with me afterward to talk about how they pursue um, a career being able to get up on stage. So there, there are a lot of people that like it uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of people that enjoy it. Um, it does take a lot of work and a lot of skill and a lot of practice and a lot of things that people don't see. Yes. Um, on stage, you know, for example, I'm in the middle of a 10-week stand-up comedy class right now where I'm learning to write and perform stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm doing that to add humor to yeah. presentations in a, in a very sophisticated way. That's perfect. So uh, with that in mind, the reason, uh, and I can tie all this into your behavior, so even though we're having some nice uh, dialogue about you know your career and your passion, we can bring it all back to naturally the why you do what you do. The the uh, ideas of doing the stand-up comedy, I think, is brilliant uh, because of, of, of your passion of being a speaker and speaking. Uh, but your low conformity provides you the opportunity to be creative. Exactly. And you know, my undergraduate degree is in music, so I come from an arts background. Nice. Uh, I have a master's in English, but you know I grew up I better be careful on my pronunciation. Then. <laughs> uh, I grew up, you know, on the stage, playing the piano on stage, uh-huh. doing competitions uh, uh-huh. on stage. Very nice. Uh, and you know, completing a senior recital. Very nice. So uh, the uh, so I, I mentioned that uh, all your behaviors are, are quite adaptable. Now your the area of pace and patience. This is one of the most misunderstood traits that we have, and uh, you know, for for some people that are listening, they may have high patience, meaning that they're thinkers, they're listeners, they have that natural ability to uh, maybe take more time or want more time. And your behavior is just on and above the line, meaning that you like enough time that it might take, but once you've made up your mind of how long you need to take, let's do it, let's get it done, let's rock and roll, and let's get closure. You, you, you like things to keep moving. You probably feel, and, 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 and see what you feel about this, you probably feel that if something isn't moving forward, then it's, it, it could be possibly moving backwards. 
I'm going to say 100. percent Yes. Cool. cool. <laughs> Thank you. And so it's just that it's that inner that's is it's that instinct that you have, based on not only your intuition is what you is how you make decisions, but you've got that natural. That's a it's from the patient side, and also in the area of the arts. Uh, so being a pianist, uh, uh, you know, writing music, uh, singing. Um, uh, the uh, high patient trait is what I've noticed as being a very creative trait because people of patience have the ability to think, process, and put things in perspective. And so that's your second trait. Uh, so that would be the why possibly that, you know, you've excelled in the arts. Yes. And that's, you know, that's home for me. Uh, and again, like the, the arts, the creative side, mm -hmm. the performance, and even with my firm work, you know, I, I do communications work with public affairs and communication space. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have to be creative. That's the way that we say things, the way that we can be clever with language. I mean, those are the type of things that we have to pull off for clients. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. Now, one of the things I want to uh, uh, bring attention on is uh, your higher trait. Uh, although it's, it's not as high, the intensity isn't that great, simply meaning that because you're uh, really pretty much of a balanced kind of guy. For one of the most misunderstoods, uh, in communication in our society today is talking about people that are extroverted and and those who are not extroverted they they bring up the term introverted and there's such I mean there's books on it people are making a lot of money selling books and and uh, and, and speaking uh, on the area of just just being an extrovert or an introvert uh, with us Jeff what we talk about is being uh, either high or low of that trait because many low extroverts can still communicate very well, but they don't need, um, you know, an audience per se. Where your your highest trait is the extroversion, where so you can gravitate toward, you know, if I'm going to say this to five people, gosh, I could say the same thing to twenty five people. Exactly. <laughs> and enjoy it and have fun at it and be inspired by it. Yeah, and I do feel like I I'm real comfortable on both sides of this. Like I can be very much on stage and just like love the energy love the people i can go to an hour networking mixer type meeting and be the life of the party shake every single hand in the place and at the same time i can very much enjoy just recuperating alone time quiet at home um reading a book chilling or doing something like that or hanging out in my hot tub yeah yeah that's cool and so um um with that in mind how how's the accuracy so far of, of everything i've shared um, you're a hundred percent on. Cool, excellent. Well, what this process does is it uh, reduces and/or eliminates the learning curve of getting to know someone. I so, see the value. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So here we are, and uh, and this is why uh, you know I do this in companies. Um, you know, basically, I've got clients all over the world that you know we use this with and we we train them. But uh, to have the uh, to build a new relationship with a new buddy down in Raleigh. Uh, we'll have to have coffee so I can actually uh, you know, put uh, put some time with 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 the profile. Um, you're very intuitive, and what I mean by that now this doesn't mean that you you cannot make a good factual decision. What I'm talking about is that your first intuition of something will work or it won't work uh, is what works for you. It's kind of like the animal instinct that we've heard before, uh, the gut feeling terminology we've heard before. Um, and if you go against that gut, Jeff, you're, you're probably going to be wrong. Does, does that resonate with yes, you? Yes, 100% true. Good, 
Yeah. Now, the way this works is this. Consciously or subconsciously, uh, people of intuition have a, uh, an ability to uh, play off something that they can remember. It's really, it's fascinating. It's, 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 uh, it's almost like it draws in, in the database of experiences to very quickly, I might add, to whether something you should or shouldn't do. Now, what most people don't understand is that uh, intuitive decision makers are capable of making not only a good quick decision, but they're able to make a good financial decision. Um, or they can buy things really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Which in your case, uh, you know, you you might have favor of having the ability to see something you like and go, hmm, I can do that. True. Or I kind of like that money to stay in my bank account. So yeah. I'm going to make a decision that that money staying in my bank account looks a little bit more attractive than that little whatnot does to me. That's right. So uh, that's uh, that's the area of intuition for your for your logic style of making decisions. The reason I bring it up that way is that when when people hear certain uh, words. Uh, they put uh, their own definition to it. So when I mention intuition, you know, someone listening to the podcast may think, well, uh, Don's guess is unable to, unable to make decisions based, you know, good factual, uh, good financial decisions because he or he's intuitive. But uh, that's why I wanted to clarify it. it uh, that doesn't mean that at all. You know, it's just, uh, um, and actually doing what you do, you would have to be intuitive. Uh, I, I do a fair amount of speaking with my clients, and I was um, speaking at a large um, safety conference. We had about 800 people, and uh, the the guy that was doing the keynote put everybody to sleep, including me. I'm in the back, um, <laughs> actually slumping in a chair and uh, having to go on next. It was basically like giving CPR to you know 800 people. And I went up, and I, I halfway up to the pulpit, I, or to the uh, stand, you know, the the um, uh, to the front. I I just told the guy that um, that hired me. I said, uh, I'm I'm changing my entire format. We we got to do something different because of of what's happened here. So it's that intuition that you have to be able to make the changes when you see they need to be made. Absolutely. So the flip side of that is that if you didn't have that. And things had changed, like in the situation that I just shared with you, and I went forward with my format, I would have bombed. It would have been, it would have been like the Titanic. Yeah, and that, that happens sometimes when I'm on the stage sharing content that mm -hmm. goes well, doesn't go well, or like you get to hit particular topics and you can just feel that swell of energy uh, from the audience and mm -hmm. be comfortable just to hang out in that space for yeah. a little bit longer um, and kind of marinate on the things that you're talking about. Yeah. The, the, the big difference between you and I is that, um, well, I don't speak as often as you, but I generally know my entire audience by having their scans. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's a huge advantage you have over. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I walk around the room introducing people to themselves. And uh, it's a great advantage because I know there, I know what buttons that, uh, you know, someone's going to be comfortable with and, and, uh, and, and so on and so forth. But uh yeah, you're very uh, part of your uh, getting back to your behavior too, uh, Jeff. Is that on how you accomplish your goals and aspirations? The primary is uh, a self-starter, uh, and then your secondary is being persistent, and very tenacious. Uh, when you get an idea to do something, 
uh, it's going to be very difficult for someone to try to change your mind. Yes. It just, it's just it. You know, you know, you, you know, you're supposed to do it. Uh, it's in your gut. It's in your head. You've been thinking about it. I know I can do this. I know I should do this. Uh, I'm going to do it. Yes. Yes. And oftentimes I will welcome input of others, especially people that are influential in my life and to, to talk into it. But like, I do agree that like once I know it's exactly what I'm supposed to do, then um, come hell or high water, yeah. I will get it done. Yeah. And I'm not saying you're not teachable. Okay. And I'm not saying you don't listen. Uh, and in fact, with, with your patience trait being where it is, I would say that you have the natural ability to be a fairly good listener, which a lot of people that are extroverted struggle with listening because they're so busy talking and so busy thinking about what they'd like to say when they get the opportunity to talk. Yeah, and if I did my book, that's one of the, the chapters that I have is uh, about helping others find their win. And I talk a lot of, about listening um, to others, um, and it's part of the definition that I use in talking about manipulation versus persuasion. Exactly. And I think, I think there's this really great place where you know, we know where we want, we know where we're headed, and then talking to the other party that we're working with, hearing what he or she has to say and what they're after and where the gaps are, what they're looking for, and truly believing that because I had this discussion with you and I see your viewpoint, that the final product that we're going to come out with is stronger than what I had on my own prior to this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, in conjunction with that, think about this for a while. Uh, depending upon the style in which someone communicates, for example, you have a persuasive selling style of communicating. It's just, it's not something you try, it's something that is who you are. You've probably right. been like that ever since you, you were a young boy. You were just, boom, here's Jeff. And, and, but you, you can talk another, another behavioral combination, and all of a sudden they're going to be a teller. And so they're not going to have the patience to listen and or they've already made up their mind, and so they're going to just tell you and I what they feel, what they think, and the way it's going to be. And so when you get that telling style, uh, you know, our persuasive style of, of making sense sometimes isn't received because of that telling style just not agreeing. That's where the conflict comes in. Yes, yeah, I, I see that. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy, but uh, yeah, the communication thing is just huge, and in uh, so, every company I go into, the, the primary reason I'm there is um, to improve communications. It's just, bar, bar none, that's, that's what it is. Now, you know, summarizing up on, on your natural behavior, um, you know, your energy, you've got a very, uh, you know, you've got a lot of energy. Um, uh, it's not real intense, but it's real deliberate meaning you like to be busy. Um, you know, mine is, mine is ballistic, so I have to be busy. Uh, yeah, I, if, if I were in school, I've, people that listen to my podcast know that if I were in school today, I'd be on four or five drugs for ADD and ADHD just because my energy is, is so high. Um, but this is the one true hereditary trait. And, you know, you're in the high achiever zone. You've got a bunch of energy. Um, this, is, this is the one true hereditary trait. Uh, so if someone's listening, if they've got high energy, it's not some, it's not really a badge of honor, uh, frankly, uh, the ballistic energy, the extreme, because you have to find places to put it. So yours being so, um, uh, I don't want to say adaptable, but so distinctive, um, you can probably um, kick back easier than maybe I can. 
yeah, you know, I can be on that four front, pushing it, driving it, settling back in it just a little bit. Um, and I often do feel comfortable on either side, just based upon what's happening at the moment and what I need to accomplish and what I need to do. Yeah, and the, and the kinetic energy is really the potential energy that a person has to put in to, to life, work and, and non-work activities. So it would be, it's kind of like the fuel. So, uh, you know, for to give more clarity for those listening, um, you know, having having the ease of intermixing and the selling style of communicating and then having all, everything in balance of being adaptable uh, provides you the ease of going down the road, we'll say, put it in that direction. And then the energy is how much, uh, how big a tank you have to do what you would need to do. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I guess kind of like you, when I was a kid, I was in school, I was that riddling kid that my teachers were very happy when my parents started me on some medication to help um, calm me down. My, when I was a kid, my mom's most used phrase with me was settle down, Jeffrey, settle wow. down. Um, and that was just constant you know, throughout my childhood. And, you know, one of the things that I've as someone with energy and someone with passion and drive is, is to be careful because sometimes people around me can feel like they're not measuring up or they're yes. not accomplishing as much or they're yes. not doing as much when most likely they're bringing other skill sets to the relationship or to what's going on that doesn't require and maybe even balances out some of that, that side of the energy. So um, it's very easy if we're not careful to look down on other people that yeah. maybe aren't accomplishing as much or for them just to kind of internally feel like they're not measuring up. And I try to find ways to make sure I assure them, yeah, we're different. I'm going to have a whole lot more energy. Thanks for letting me get my energy out. Yeah. And if you're more of the chill, I'll sit and watch a movie with you, and yeah. we'll be fine too. Yeah. You know, you, you just touched on it because uh, it's it's so, so, uh, it's a big deal. Because naturally, uh, behaviorally, we compare ourselves amongst ourselves. That's just a natural thing. You know, in school, sitting across kids in, 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 uh, in the classroom, our natural behavior is to observe and to compare. And, and we're never uh, good looking enough. We're never smart enough. We're too active. We're not active. We've got this. We've got that. And when people, uh, you know, judge themselves who possibly don't have the energy to someone that does, all of a sudden it's a detriment. And yes. you're exactly right. And they become incarcerated in their own mind because they think little of themselves because they've just identified that they can't measure up to someone else like, you know, whomever, right? Exactly. And that's why, like, for me, it's incumbent upon me in these relationships to to reassure and to reaffirm, yeah, you don't have my energy. I'm kind of glad you don't because we would be simply like sparking all the time. So that's right. You, you do you and you're bringing something valuable to the table and I appreciate it when people allow me to, you know, spend my energy out as I need to um, and find that that balance. And I think it's just a beautiful place to be. Yeah. Yeah. And the first thing is, is really uh, giving yourself permission. You know, I tell people to be successful. Then they did number one, uh, discover who they are. And, and basically that's the scan. You know, when they when someone understands themselves so well, statistically. Uh, and then, so the next step after discovering who you are, it's really accepting. And that's where we're at. A lot of people, Jeff, they just don't accept themselves. And that's what you, I guess you and I are just talking about. And then and thirdly, after uh, you accept yourself, it's to celebrate who yeah. you are. No matter, no matter if you're low extroverted and prefer to be with just yourself and, and, and the deer and the squirrels and the raccoons, 
thank God, right? And and just uh, but you have to you have to celebrate the design because personally, my belief structure I believe we're made in the image of God. That God doesn't make junk. He doesn't make mistakes. Um, so uh, I better not be. Uh, <laughs> I better not dislike my design, or I'm being a hypocrite of my belief structure. You know. <laughs> Yes, and sometimes, you know, even for me, like especially as a kid, like being told from teachers that something's wrong with me. Yes. You know, oh why can't gosh. I be quiet? Yeah. Why can't I sit still? Why do I need to talk? Why yeah. am I? So, I mean, like every single report card came out. Jeff talks too much in class. Mm-hmm. Jeff cannot stay in his seat. Mm-hmm. And so you do grow up thinking something is wrong with me because these leaders in my life, in this case, teachers, have said something's wrong. You're broken. There's something wrong. Rather than later understanding, hey, this is who I am. And by this design, I can make X happen. So let's embrace it because that's who I am. And I'm happy with that. Absolutely. And, and uh, let, me, let me share a quick story with you because I think you really connect with this. And I believe that our listening audience will as well. Um, a f- several years ago, uh, I was contacted by some friends that we know. And at the time, their two boys were 10 and, and 12. And the 10-year-old was just, um, he just had, he's like a little Dennis the Menace. He, he played the part, blonde head, lots of energy, cute kid, just, you know, Mr. Wilson, this, this, Mr. Wilson, that, you know, just, just vibrant. But the kid would ride his bike down the hall. Uh, he would get challenged on something. He would do it. And he was constantly being put in timeout by the teachers. And so uh, we did the scan on him at 10, and I introduced him to the parents, and the kid had stress off the table. Now, your stress is, you're doing well. I mean, you've got some stress, but it's very, it's very manageable. It's, you know where it is, what it is, and, and why, probably. So it's very, it, it's, you know, not, stress is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, it's, it's, for you and I, it's self-imposed because of what we do. Um, but for this little guy, Matthew, at 10 years old, he didn't have any uh, energy left. Uh, at a ballistic energy potential, his remaining energy was ground zero. Oh. And so the uh, parents brought me in to speak with the teacher, uh, the counselor, uh, the superintendent. I mean, we had everyone there. And the teacher said, there's no way that you know this child. And the parent, turned, the father turned to the teacher and said, you know, you have no regard and respect. This man knows my son better than you'll ever know him. Right. And she and she had the audacity to say, what will your son ever become with his behavior? Oh. So there's just a big disconnect. Okay, what I'm talking about is not, not to, to give me a badge of honor for... for and today he's... He's getting married. He's just got out of the Navy. Uh, the, I'm really proud of, of, of Matthew. He's doing, he's doing great. But when he was little, he had those same type of labeling, Jeff, as you did, where maybe, maybe you didn't have it to this extent. But, you know, the system, our society, our educational system, pigeonholed him as, not, as being a troubled kid where they just didn't understand the brilliance of, of how he's wired. You know, and my daughter, my oldest daughter, is like wired almost completely opposite of, of who I am. And mm-hmm. so there's, 
you know, even for me as a father to learn to understand that and see like how she's different. And one way she's extremely different is her compassion for young kids and mm-hmm. her love for young kids and the care for them. That's so beautiful. where I'm up running around with crazy energy, she's going to be a little bit more of a couch potato yeah. and want to sit back. But you put her in a room with small kids and she comes to life. Like yeah. That is her stage. And yeah. so, you know, she has a her. Um, she's studying early childhood development and Mm -hmm. she landed a job in early childhood space. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like living out her true self and who she is. We're polar opposites, but she's just as successful because she's living out what she loves to do. Absolutely. And, and that's the whole thing is that understanding our natural behaviors to the, to the point of giving ourselves permission to, to be successful in our own right. It's not living up to someone else's expectations. And, um, and so forth. But can you believe 30 minutes went this quick? You know, you're right. I forgot to look at the clock. Yeah, Here we are. It's amazing. Are. 30 minutes. <laughs> it's amazing how quick it goes by. But, you know, I, I could talk to you for probably another two and a half hours. Uh, it's just, <laughs> and we've got enough kind of content here in your behavior. I'm not saying you're complicated, okay? <laughs> well, there are those around me that might would say that for you. How's that? <laughs> yeah, but w- what we're doing is we're untangling it, right? So you've been, you've basically, you've been introduced to yourself by an imperfect stranger. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. And eventually we're going to have that coffee and actually turn that away from a stranger. And, oh, I'd uh, like that. Friend. Yeah, I'd, I'd like that. I'd like that a lot. And, uh, um, but I, I appreciate your time. Uh, I really uh, enjoy your passion. And uh, uh, I just wish you all the luck with all, all of your endeavors. I know that uh, you got a lot of great things planned and, and uh, I'm very happy for you. And uh, any, any questions in closing that you might have for me? Uh, you're the master. I mean, that's oh, just, thank you. It's fantastic. You you thank nailed you. it. Um, it's, it's great to have a have a discussion, especially someone who's kind of similar too. So I, I love it. Yeah, I appreciate that very very much, Jeff. Now, uh, before we uh, close off, why don't you give everybody uh, your uh, website uh, if they need a speaker, if they need something uh, in in line with what you do? You know, you got to go see Jeff. Well, why don't you, why don't you give us a um, your domain name and and a little spiel very quickly, and and we'll wrap it up. Absolutely. My website is at jefftippett.com. That's J-E-F-F-T-I-P-P-E-T-T.com. And if you get anywhere close um, with misspellings, I have ad words with pretty much every misspelling of my name out there. So <laughs> most likely um, an ad is going to pop up with my name on it. You can see my speaking and the topics and the type of work that I do uh, on that site. Fantastic. Well, Jeff, thank you so much. And I, I hope you get a lot of activity. I want to thank everyone for joining us today on Sound Behavior and uh, connecting with my new buddy down in Raleigh, uh, Jeff Tippett. So, Jeff, take care. Have a great weekend. And we look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you, everybody. Bye now. You've been listening to Don Crosby and your Sound Behavior podcast. If you'd like to be a special guest, get a copy of Don's book, or simply share Sound Behavior with your friends and family, go to soundbehavior.com. That's soundbehavior.com.